Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast and happy Holy Week to all of you. Today, we're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 26, verses 47 through 56. I am here drinking some lemon ginger tea. I am drinking some vanilla peppermint tea. And Maeve, you're going to give us a little background and then we'll see everyone the week after Easter. Yes, yeah. So today we're going to be reading from Matthew and we're going to be reading Matthew's account of the betrayal of Jesus. So historians have studied why did Judas betray Jesus? He was one of the 12 apostles, likely one of Jesus's best friends. And the three synoptic gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they all report that Judas received money um, in order to betray Jesus. Jesus, but only Matthew states that it was Judas's greed that led him to do this. Mark and Luke write that the devil was at work in Judas, so only Matthew has Judas die of suicide from the remorse, and Luke states that he later fell and was consumed by fire. So there are some differences, but today we're going to be reading Matthew's version. That's interesting. Um, And our quote this week during Holy Week is from the Bible, and it's something Jesus said, and it is, I am with you always, yes, to the end of time. A reading from Matthew. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs, from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I shall kiss is the man, seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Hail, Master, and he kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, why are you here? Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my Father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled, that it must be so? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day, I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. So, in this reading, we see that an act of love is masked. It's masking ill intentions. And a prominent message in the Bible is that doing things out of kindness in your heart is doing them with love and that intentions mean so much and sometimes people do something that's nice but in reality they're doing it for their own political or like social gain and they're masking the intention with an act of kindness and I think that this reading is a reminder that we should be doing all all things out of love and compassion and we should be you know analyzing where in our life are our intentions you know ill intentions That's true. I mean, the intention is really, like, that's basically saying God sees it to your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, So Palm Sunday reading of the Passion is always a very moving mass for, I'm sure, not just me. 
even though it can be really long. And when I was younger, I used to complain how long it was, but it's one of the most important days for Christians. And first we see Jesus welcomed and hailed as a hero when he arrives in Jerusalem for the Passover. And then so much happens the week of the Passion. He's welcomed into Jerusalem. Then he cleanses the temple because he's upset people are exchanging money and using it as a market. And then there's the Last Supper and praying at Gethsemane and the betrayal by Judas, which we read today. And the last week of Lent is just a special time to reflect, not just for me, but I'm, I'm guessing for anyone, because I don't know if you feel this way, Maeve. I get so shaken and rattled when I imagine Jesus' last week on earth and what he endured and how he knew what was coming. And I was wondering, you know, do you think about that sometimes too? Yeah, I do think about that. And in the reading, you know, Jesus, he talks about that sudden change that occurred in the people because, you know, he kind of calls them out. He's He's been there preaching and they didn't do anything then. And he's been very peaceful, but they come at him to arrest him. And I picture him calm in this reading in his response to the aggressiveness, even though I'm sure he was, you know, having all those human emotions of nervousness mm-hmm. and, and dread and everything. And, you know, he acknowledges in the reading that this is his choice. He could ask God to rescue him mm-hmm. and not save us from our sins, but he he doesn't do that and he he accepts this prophecy in order to save all of us so i have brought this up before to you when we've talked about things and i struggle with what happened to judas because Mm -hmm. when i was growing up i was taught he absolutely is in hell we know that he's in hell but actually as i've grown like i'm torn because he betrays jesus but then he panics and repents and in In one of the Gospels, or I don't know which one, but he tries to return the 30 um, pieces of silver. And so I think about like Jesus being fearful when they come to arrest him. But I also feel compassion and pity for Judas. And who knows, like him trying to return the money makes me think he's filled with such um, remorse. And so I was doing some research this week and just thinking about that. And I wanted to share something with you and see what you thought about it. So I read this. Some scholars believe that Judas should be thanked rather than vilified. His actions were predicted by Jesus to fulfill his prophecy. And in John's gospel of the Last Supper, Jesus tells Judas that thou does do quickly. And Judas immediately left. So if Judas didn't betray Jesus, the whole series of events that ended with Jesus' resurrection might never have happened. So how do we know he's condemned to hell? Is he a traitor or was he helping Jesus fulfill his path? And mm. it just it's a tough question, but I wanted to see what you thought about it. I, I definitely feel for Judas because... Um, the thing I think about most when it comes to Judas is how crushing that guilt must have felt. I hate feeling guilty mm-hmm. so it's much. A terrible feeling. That, yes, it eats away at me. And whenever I do something I regret or I feel guilty about, it lasts for so long. And it's like soul crushing. And I personally think that the betrayal in you know of Judas, it, it, it represents all of our sins. 
Yes, Judas sinned against Jesus and betrayed him, but every human sins against Jesus. And, you know, we're all cumulatively the reason that, mm-hmm. that caused Jesus' crucifixion. So, you know, as you were saying, for like the events to unfold, this had to happen. And the two of the Gospels mentioned that the devil consumes Judas. So I think that really only God has the authority to make that judgment um, but we can all learn a lot from Judas's story and we can all relate to Judas because, you know, we've all, we've all betrayed Jesus mm-hmm. and, you know, we can focus on the areas where we are currently betraying the love of Jesus and work on improving those. So I think that's kind of where my focus goes, but I know that's kind of a, a roundabout way to say, no, I, think, I don't I know think, to no, your I question. Know. But, I, I don't know either. It's something I've yeah. thought about a lot and it's between, I, I kind of agree you know, it's mm-hmm. God, it's up to God. And um, one last thing I wanted to discuss with you, which is there is a gospel of Judas and it was not written by Judas, but it's written by someone else about Judas. And it was discovered in a cave in Egypt in the 1970s, which is just amazing that it survived that long because it was written around 270 AD. And it moved around the various antique dealers and eventually sat in some sort of vault for 16 years. And then some historical society got a hold of it and they analyzed it and they verified that it's authentic and when it was written. And uh, apparently there's like dozens of Gnostic gospels, which are just just stories and um, gospels written by early Christians. And I was wondering, it might be kind of interesting to do an episode on like the gospel of Mary or the gospel of Thomas or something um, in the next couple weeks or months. Oh yeah. That would be interesting. Maybe, maybe we can incorporate those into season six. Oh, okay. I love it. Um, So this Holy week, I'll close this out with a prayer. God, you sent your only son to show us the way as we reflect on the passion this week, help us to recognize the gift you gave us. Open our eyes to the kindness and love of Jesus Help us to see not only the suffering that he undertook on the cross, but also the ministry of his life and the glory of his resurrection. Let us remember the words of Jesus, I am with you always.